0: Eight years ago, Raven would set school records after algebra class. As the only Kincaid Olympian, she credits her successes to the lessons she learned as a student-athlete at Kincaid. Less than a decade later, Raven is a professional athlete and medaled Olympian. All right, Raven, let's go back to your days at Kincaid. You graduated in 2014. You still hold school records in the 200, 400, 800, and 1600 meter races. How did the coaches at Kincaid prepare you to perform on the world's biggest stage?
1: Well, they prepared me. I feel like Coach Michelle and Coach Marshall prepared me with developing different um I feel like values core values I mean and with Kincaid having principal like you know our five core values um I mean those just are just values that stick with you as a person and so having Coach Mitchell and Coach Marshall just embody that and connect Kincaid's core values with um athletics and just helping define and shape me as a person um I feel like that's where it starts first you know you have to have that those principles um, and just kind of know who you are and embrace who you are. And then that just develops and grows into, you know, just you being on different platforms.
0: All right, Raven, what's one aspect about Kincaid you miss or admire the most?
1: Oh, my gosh, the pep rallies.
0: Pep rallies. So fun.
1: I yeah. feel like the spirit is so fun, yeah. uh, especially, you know, it's that competitive spirit, I feel like. And that's one thing that I really enjoyed about Kincaid. I feel like we were competitive in every sport that we did. I yeah. mean, in academics, you know. And so um, just keeping that competitiveness, um, that's, I feel like that's what carries on to college really well.
0: All right. Let's move on to your time at Oregon. Six-time NCAA Division One champion and ten-time All-American at the University of Oregon winning three consecutive outdoor 800 meters NCAA and Pac-12 conference titles, as well as the t- 2017 Women's Bowerman Award. Which co- which collegiate award stands out to the most to you and why?
1: Which collegiate award? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I think the Bowerman Award was definitely one of those things that was super, I mean, it's it was super, such an honor to really kind of take home because, um, I mean, Bill Bowerman was the head coach of Oregon. Bill Bowerman yep. is the part creative of Nike and so just being able to carry on that tradition and that legacy and um, really just make an impact in the sport and not just Oregon um, because with the Bowerman it does come down to the, the basically like the MVPs of that year yep. and so um, I was just really excited to and really grateful to have won that award um, and then just tie it all back to my time being at Oregon.
0: And then after college you were featured on the 10-story hayward field tower in oregon as an iconic track and field legend how do you describe such an honor
1: uh it's definitely something that i wouldn't have ever thought of of, um and so for them to honor me in such that in that way um is huge and to have found out that i was the only woman on the tower it just made me um want to continue to be that much more um pushing like others to continue to give it all in whatever whatever circumstance because i mean the thing is, like, when you're kind of, in, you don't know. I mean, I wouldn't have known that Kincaid would have done this. You know, yeah, being yeah. at Kincaid, I just enjoyed my time. I enjoyed the spirit. I enjoyed just being around so many great people. Mm-hmm. And it's like now, years later, you know, this this whole thing I wouldn't have even dreamed of. And yeah. so, um, you know, that's what I mean by just really just making the most out of the time that you spend in in your part of life.
0: For sure. And then after college at Oregon, you announced you were becoming a professional athlete. What is one important lesson you have learned as a professional?
1: Um, patience. patience. Patience is one of the things that I feel like is really hard um, to grasp and to truly understand. Um, but it's the, it's one of the huge, like, big key things that you learn being a professional. Yep. Um, and, I mean, because you're going into a field where... There's people that's been doing it for so many years and they have so much more experience and so the best thing you can do is just kind of stay patient and just really enjoy um your progression and your journey for
0: sure and then fast forward you qualify to represent team usa for the 800 meter in the olympics well, what was that moment like and how did you celebrate
1: my family was there which is really exciting um my prior to them coming my mom my sister and my aunt and god sister were the only ones that saw the tower and so my yep. grandma hadn't seen it my aunt hadn't seen it a lot of my family members hadn't been there since i graduated college um and so to be able to even just have them there and really kind of take in this whole experience with yep. me um it was just it was so exciting and so overwhelming i was most excited for them honestly um to be able to be there in the midst of olympic trials in eugene
0: mm-hmm. And then Raven, was there a specific moment from the twenty twenty Tokyo Olympics that you will never forget?
1: Oh, the heat. No. (laughs) Um Um I think the village. The village The Village was just one of those things where you hear about it, but when you're actually in it, it's just um it's just one of those things that it's just like, you know there's just all these different sports, all these different countries. Because usually in track and field Um, I mean, my previous teams were like World Championships and some other teams. But um, for an Olympic team, it's really all the sports. And so you really feel like this national pride versus these other countries and like in the village, every country is able to decorate their living spaces how they want on the outside. And so it was really cute and really cool to see how these other countries were kind of just really taking their national pride on a bigger level in the village.
0: Mm And then what tactic did you use to stay focused on a stage with a high level of pressure?
1: Just be myself, honestly. Um, I mean, it's one of those things that I tend to, like, overthink, and I'm just like, you know, there's just so many thoughts going on, and you tend, I tend to fall into the pressure at some points, but I've had people just remind me to just be myself, yep. and that's what I naturally just go back to.
0: And then in your final race and final lap competing for a medal in Tokyo, you were near the back of the leaderboard, but quickly sped up to third, third place uh, in the final 200 meters of the race. Can you take us through that moment?
1: Right. Um, yeah, when I reflect on it, I mean, my awareness was not good. Uh, it was just one of those things that, I mean, it's one of those things where you're just like, you realize how the race went. You're just like, mm, had this been better, like, you know, it would have been a solid race. But to have not had my best, best race and to still have gotten a bronze is something yep. that I'm just so excited and so proud to carry on into the future. But I mean, when I was in the race, um, I was just my awareness was like one out of 10. It was, <laughs> it was so bad. Um, and I think because the previous rounds, because, you know, the 800 is three rounds, yes. they were slow. And so like yep. slow, a slow like there were slow semis, usually a semifinals is faster than the final. And so to have like a 159, 158 semis and prelims is just like, I mean, even the prelims was like 201, Mm -hmm. it was real slow. Um, But to have that third final be super fast on the first lap, I think it was just that awareness just went out the water. And so I only went to what I knew. And I remember in the race, like maybe 30 meters to go. The awareness kicked in maybe, like, with 150 meters to go when I was kind of going back and forth with the um, Chinese runner. Yep. And that's when it was like, you know, it was just like, I was like, why is she she doing this? But, you know, you don't realize you're in the final when when you're in it. And so I was like, she's just doing too much. Like, let me just go ahead. She's doing too much. So I remember just going and then being in the race 30 meters, and I was like, you know, mid-race, like, hmm, like, you know, maybe I should try to go for third. Like, you know, it was just one of those things where, okay, as I'm running, I'm like, you know, I could go for third. I'll still bring home a medal, which is still great. Like, I'll have something to bring back yep. home. All these thoughts, like, wow. While, while you're running, While I'm running, top. literally. Yeah. And so I was like, just go for it. So I went for third. And I was, you know, now I'm happy I actually went for it. I think I would have been more upset had I known I had the opportunity and didn't take it. And so I'm, I'm happy that I actually went for third.
0: Uh-huh. And then the Tokyo 2020 Olympics have ended. You're back at home doing interviews like this one. What's next for you?
1: Um, what's next? I guess more spending time with people that have just shown their support. Yeah. I'm excited to have started it off with Kincaid. Yeah. I mean, Kincaid has set it really high <laughs> for everybody else. But I mean, it's I feel like it's about, you know, being around people that, you know, you love and love you and just have so much genuine support um, because, I mean, For our professional athletes, it's just one of those things where I feel like a lot of us don't really have that expectation of getting something in return for what we do. It's more of a personal challenge that we deal with and we're wanting to kind of compete within ourselves and really kind of meet our goals. And so to see the impact on everybody else that it has, it's just something that I'm just really happy to be a part of.
0: Well, Raven, thank you for your time. Kincaid, the city of Houston, the whole country are so proud of you.
1: Thank you. Go Falcons. Go Falcons.